Hey everybody, it's LPJ. I hope you've been enjoying our show and the other podcasts on GameZilla Media. We invite you to check us out on patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. You can support us at either the $1 or $5 tier. If you become a patron at the $5 tier, you get a ton of additional content, including the post credit scene, our monthly Patreon show. Thanks for your support, and hasta la vista, baby. It's 1990. The Leaning Tower of Pisa is closed to the public due to safety concerns of it falling over. Prisoners riot in Manchester, England and keep control of the prison for 25 whole days. The Space Pro Pioneer reaches 46.5 billion miles beyond all planetary orbits, including Mars, where Arnold Schwarzenegger is. Maybe? It's time for the last action podcast! Pop quiz, hot shot! Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Please, you can kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Hey, everybody! It's LPJ here on this episode of the Last Action Podcast. It's late, and there's people sitting next to me. <laughs> One's to my right. His name is Sphinx. <laughs> One's to my left. His name is Hovercraft Joe. What up, yo? <laughs> this is fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, baby. Last Action Podcast. It. Woo, it is a late night for us. Uh but it's not too late for us to talk about a great film. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert. LPJ likes this movie. Uh, so Called Total Recall. Yeah, 1990s Total Recall. Not the 2012 remake. Right. Not the Colin Farrell vehicle. This is the original, the OG Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. That's correct. <laughs> so, uh, you know, usually we start off the top here with everyone's kind of, you know, first impressions or memories of this movie i'll go first you know uh this is the first time i viewed this movie was for this podcast i've known of it i've known of his existence one thing that i have a very specific memory of is that my dad had seen this movie and telling me about it and him explaining to me the scene where arnold's getting the tracker out of his head and like jamming the thing up his nose and pulling that giant like golf ball sized tracker through his nostril i remember him describing to them very vividly so yeah, I remember very little, but I know I saw this movie when I was younger, probably not when I was four when it came out, but uh, I remember this was one that was on TV often and whatnot, so I feel like I was kind of in and out of this movie. Um, I did see the 2012 one, and I, I actually liked it. I thought it was okay. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. Oh, I would, I would recommend it. I mean, it, it fits pretty similar to this. I think it worked out pretty well. So. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, this is another movie I saw in Justin's basement when we were far too young to be seeing movies like this. Uh, I saw it, I would say, soon after it came out, um, and I've seen it several times after to the point where I own two different copies of this on, on DVD. One copy I own is a special edition copy that comes in a metal round tin shaped like Mars. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> I am a Total Recall super fan. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. So how come you haven't seen the redo? Because it's not this one. I'm a, I'm a 
Schwarzenegger Total Recall super fan. Oh, I'm not <laughs> a go. Total Recall the 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 property super fan. Okay, right, got I'll, it. I'll give you that then. Um, so release date on Total Recall June first, nineteen ninety. Um, we got a budget of sixty five million dollars on this, which is. A uh, hell of a lot. Pop quiz, hot shot. I have a pop quiz for us right off the bat. Shoot, okay. At the time, Total Recall was the second most expensive film in history. What was the first? Rambo 3. That is correct. Wow. <laughs> I, it's one of my lightning round oh, questions. It's like, somebody, so. oh. it's like somebody did their homework. Yeah, I know. Um, but I, when did Rambo 3 come out? Do you know? It was like right... Okay, so it was just a little bit before this. Years before this, yeah. Which it is... I don't know. Looking at the movie, I mean, the movie is is fine, but it uh, of all movies prior to this, to think that this is the most ex- like second most expensive is surprising, in my opinion. I don't think so because of a couple things. One, all the special effects in it, but two, it had a lot of. It, it was one of the first films to use computer. I was going to say it's, it's one of those movies that is on the border of transitioning from. Yep. The old visual effects to right. the CGI. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. So I could see how even the smallest of scenes of CGI is going to cost a fortune at this point. Sure. Which I believe they said was dominated by the X-ray scanner. Yeah. Um, pretty much all the X-ray. Was scanner. that the subway? Was that the subway stations they were having? Yeah. Because yeah, then they say they wanted to do it practical, but it just didn't work out. So then they had to like animate the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. And then this is even before T two, where we really see, you know, these CGI stuff shoot out of the water. So. Right. Right. Um. Okay, so the budget was $65 million, the domestic gross $119 million, and a worldwide of 261 so pretty pretty, oh, yeah. pretty bona fide hit there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you're, you've got Schwarzenegger at his prime. Yeah, you know, 100%. He's, he's going to bring in a lot. And even, you know, you know Vo- Verhoeven. Verhoeven. You know, he's he's coming fresh out of some strong movies here, too. Well, yeah, was, this is right on the heels of RoboCop. Yep. So uh, we, we've talked about them before, but the top grossing films of 1990, uh, Home Alone, Ghosts, and Dancing with Wolves. Wolves? Wolves. Wolves. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh-oh. Uh, Total Recall came in seventh for 1990. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And then we've done uh, three other movies, 1990s. I was going to say, 1990 has been a popular year. We did number five at the box office, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wow, that was five? Yeah. Number nine at the box office, Sphinx's favorite, Dick Tracy. Ugh. And number 30, Young Guns 2. There it so is. So 1990 <laughs> is a year that we've hit quite a bit. Uh, Have and we done more than four in a year? This might be like the top of our year. I think might it might be, be yeah. yeah. Maybe uh, 97. I feel like we've done, because we just recently did one. I feel like yeah. we're close there, too. But Could no. be close, yeah. yeah. Um, and the, the Rotten Tomatoes on this is an 82% with the audience score at 78 so okay. pretty close yeah. in that regard. All right. How about some taglines? Let's do it. All right. So, <clears throat> I got to get, get my voice. <laughs> right. How would you know if someone stole your mind? Okay. Yeah. Right. This one. How would you know after memory implantation if your mind is yours? Nope. No, 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 no. no. That, was, that was like uh-uh. too wordy. <laughs> They stole his mind. Now he wants it back. That was pretty good. I like that one. This is my favorite one because this could just be there. Get ready for the ride of your life. Uh-huh. That is so generic. <laughs> that could be any fucking movie ever. Yeah, that is like so nonspecific. <sighs> what would you do if someone stole your mind? <laughs> 
Which doesn't even make sense to the movie, right? No. No mind is getting stolen. Yeah, they're stealing his memories. It's being, well, it's being implemented. It's being hijacked. Altered. I I don't know. It's it's not a great tagline. No, they're pretty bad. But I find them fun anyway. (laughs) All right. We ready to do uh, lightning round this guy? Let's do it. I feel like LPJ is going to murder me in this lightning (laughs) round, but. All right. Let's see here. The whole crew suffered through food poisoning. Food poisoning in Mexico. Ah. That's not the answer. Except for Arnold. He learned to bring his own food in from the U.S. because this did happen to him while filming what previous movie? Predator. It is Predator. Yeah. Uh, the Johnny Cab robot is played by Robert Picardo, who has what other famous TV role? Ah, he is the doctor in uh, Star Trek Voyager. Yep. <laughs> That's my other pop quiz for you. Yeah. Never mentioned in the film, but was displayed on the VHS cover. What year does the movie take place? 2084. Nice. Body count. 77. Ah. 77. I knew it. The original screenplay had Arnold's character named Quail, not Quad. Why was it Quaid. changed? Because they didn't. They thought it would, people would confuse it with Dan Quail, the vice president. Correct. They didn't want to associate it with it. <laughs> How many boobs was Mary originally Four. supposed to have? Four. <laughs> Correct. They thought she looked like a cow. Do you hear how the actress hated hated that whole scene? Yeah, and that she refused to do any publicity for the movie because of it. <laughs> I did see that. Yeah. Who was playing in the World Series in the movie? Oh, it was the Toronto oh, no. Blue Jays uh-huh. and the Tokyo um, Dragons or Tokyo. Uh, no, you got the right city, though. Tokyo Samurai. It was the Samurais, which is funny because the Blue Jays would actually win their first ever World Series like right after this movie came out back to back. And then finally, Robert Castano, Constanzo is Harry and is often a cop in movies. He played another role in 1990 in a movie we recently did. What is it? As like a cop type role. He was somebody in Dick Tracy? He was. He was Lips's bodyguard in oh, Dick okay. Tracy. Oh, okay. Oh, was he? He oh. was. There you go. Oh, wow. There okay. There you go. So you got, he, Joe, I did pretty good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely came back full steam there. Take that, total recall expert. You know yeah. what else he's in? He's in a lot of shit. He's in the video game Sewer Shark. <laughs> oh, man. Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> I had the game. <laughs> okay. Just pulled that out of your ass. Um, so talk about the cast. Obviously, we have the man, Arnold Schwarzenegger, playing Quaid. The man. Man, how many Arnold movies are we now up to? Uh, quite a eight? few. I don't know. It's eight. I think it's probably pretty close. Terminator, Terminator 2, Commando... This one. Last Action Hero. Last Action, Last Hero. Action Hero. That's five. I think maybe that's it, right? Maybe it's just yeah. five. I've been spacing them out. <laughs> that is. Um, uh, Sharon Stone as Lori. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, good old Michael Ironside as Richter. Oh, he's great in this. Yeah, he is. Uh, then uh, Ronnie Cox. There it is. As Cohagen. Good old Ronnie back in another Verhoeven movie. And what, how would you say is Rachel Tikotin? Tikotin. Uh, as Melinda. Melina. Melina. Shit, I knew that. Which she was in Con Air, I guess. I yeah, can't she think was of all, the, She was one of the girls that she was, was the, in prison? The, no, right? on, on, the, the, on the plane. She was the, um, she was the cop that gets shot. Oh, got it. Um, did you want to buzz through these net worths? I had a couple other people. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Um, just because LPJ and I are Star Trek nerds. 
Uh, Mel Johnson Jr., who is Benny. Yep. He was in DS9. He was a Kardashian during the last couple seasons. He took over as the leader. The Kardashians were on that show? Did I say Kardashians? No. <laughs> no. It sounded okay. like it. Uh, it's late. Uh, Mark Alamo, who is Captain Everett, is Gold Ducat, also a Kardashian. Oh, uh, yeah, you're mix right. it up. Kardashian. Dean Norris is yeah. in this, um, who is uh, Agent, what's his name, from Breaking Bad. Yep. Yep. And I guess that's probably. He's also, Dean Norris was actually also in um, like two of the last movies we, we, we did also. He really? Was, yeah, he was, he was in, um, in um, what did we just do? Uh, face off. He was in Face Off. He's one of the uh, one of the cops there. Oh, and then he that. was in he was in something else we did. But Dean Moore, Dean Norris has been in like maybe character six or seven. actor for a long time. Yeah, then, he's been in like six or seven he... of the movies. He was in Willow. Oh, Dean Norris was okay. in Willow too, but I don't remember what he was in Willow. I Got it. it was Willow. Okay. So yeah, net worth. Net worths, right? Yeah. Let's do it. I didn't do that many, and I, and I realize now I forgot to do one. So Ronnie Cox. So apologies to Ronnie Cox. Uh, so Rachel. I think he's dead anyway. Oh shoot. Okay, Rachel. Really? Rachel uh, Ticotin. What do you think for her? Eh, I'm gonna say two million. Okay. Sphinx. One. Four million. Uh, Ronnie Cox is not dead, by the way. Okay. Oh, he's 81. Good uh, for him. <laughs> Michael Ironside. Uh, I'll say 15 for him. Okay. He does a lot. He, but he doesn't have any major roles, like eight. He's a massive voice actor. I'm only saying eight. Eight on the nose, Sphinx. Way to go. Eat that, son of a bitch. <laughs> wow. uh, what do you think <laughs> What do you think for Sharon Stone? Ooh. Uh, I'll say 50 for her. Okay. I'm going to say 20. LPJ close, 60 million. Wow, really? And, and then Eat that, you piece <laughs> of shit. Uh, you were still off. And then we've covered this before, so I don't know if anyone remembers, but <laughs> wow. Arnold Schwarzenegger... He was like he was in like the three hundreds, yeah. It's four hundred million. Okay, okay. so <laughs> it's funny because I'm always like, oh man, we've done these ones before, but it's like we never we remember. still never remember. Yeah, so uh, and that's all I have. Like I said, apologies to Ronnie Cox if he's listening. I forgot to do it. He's alive, so he might be. Do you think he listened to our RoboCop episode? <laughs> yeah, he's listening live right now. <laughs> he's here in the room Shit. with us. He didn't Shit, he is. Special guest, Ronnie Gox. <laughs> Ronnie, you want to come out here? Yeah, I'll come out here and uh, we'll talk some Total Recall and we'll talk some RoboCop too for a little bit. <laughs> All right, sounds good, Ronnie. Save, oh. it, save <laughs> it for the Patreon, Ronnie. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I just did. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> All right. Good all right. So what's next? <laughs> uh, I think it's time to kind of go through the plot on this one. Yeah, well, did we mention Paul Verhoeven? Oh, no, we didn't. Yeah, sorry. The so, director is our old friend, Paul Verhoeven. Yep, directed... Uh, friend? I don't know the, about that This is the third Paul, Verhoeven movie, third Paul Verhoeven movie we've done. It's true, yeah. Listen, we know I'm not a fan yeah. of Paul. I did not like RoboCop. Star Trek... Starship Troopers, I loathe. I'm so happy I was not on that episode. But I'm going to save everything else about Paul for later. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Um, so I, I guess this movie opens up. I mean, we're open, we open up on Mars, and we're kind of – Arnold's there, and he's like, oh, he's on the rocks of Mars, and he falls, and his mask breaks, and he's like, oh, I'm running oh, out of God, air. The eyes being bugged the eyes. out. Yeah, that so was gross. Awesome. And then it's he, super gross, but th it's great. Then he's like, oh, he wakes up, and it turns out he's a, it's a dream. It wasn't really happening, and he's mm -hmm. in bed with his wife, Sharon Stone, 
Um, and they're kind of, you know, blah, 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 blah. And Arnold's talking about how he wants, he's like, oh, I really want to take a trip to Mars. And she's like, nah, you don't want to go to Mars. You don't want to do this, you know, so-and-so. He goes to his job as a construction worker where it seems like everybody is using a jackhammer at that construction site. Yeah, <laughs> there was like eight people jackhammering. Um, but he, he really wants to take this trip to Mars. It's in the back of his head. So he sees an ad for this place. It's called Recall Incorporated. And the basic gist of it is that they can implant memories into your brain. So it'll seem like they can make it seem like, oh, you had a vacation to Hawaii for two weeks. And they put all that in there so you remember it without actually having to go. That's kind of the, the gist of them, if I'm if I'm understanding it. Yep, correctly. that is correct. <laughs> um, so he 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 goes to the uh, recall because he he still you can't get this thing about Mars out of him. So he's like, I want to go. I want to get a trip to Mars put in. He kind of has a back and forth with the salesperson. In case you were wondering, it costs eight hundred ninety nine credits to get a two week vacation in your brain. Um, he picks like uh, the secret agent package. Which I guess is like, oh, you'll go and you'll be on a mission and like you'll have to save and all this stuff. So he goes for it and they go to put it into his brain and that's kind of when shit hits the fan. Like he starts wigging out. Oh yeah. Like yeah, they they essentially discover that he's had memory implantation before. Right. He's already been to Mars. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's why he was kind of having like he's been to Mars, but those memories were erased. So when they're trying to put these fake memories in his head, it like goes haywire and like shit goes crazy and they have to like call in the guy and they're like ah, get him out of here just like put him in a cab and like send him home because arnold's like passed out at this point in time so before we continue further the the idea of recall confuses me a little bit okay okay like so they're planting dreams in your head so you remember that you had a good time. No, right? you're not planting dreams. They're planting actual memories. Yeah. They're giving you the memories of being there. But then you're not actually living through it. Correct. The memories are just being put in there. So how is that any more enjoyable than actually like doing those very things? Well, do you remember dreams do you remember going on vacation well it's like you remember your trip to greece right yeah so it'd be like if you could all those memories that you have of going to greece if they were there without you actually going like you could remember it like it was a trip you took but you didn't have to pay the money to go and do everything but you still had it in there it wasn't a dream you still had the actual memories of it but you don't have as good of a you know like when you, when you're live in the moment, you have such a better feeling of where you are and what you're experiencing. Well, imagine you're having... getting all of that without actually going. Yeah, that's I think what, that, that's what the recall selling it. I mean, and I get what you're saying, but I think the conceit of the movie is like it would just be like you were there. You wouldn't know the difference because you would remember it like it was something that actually happened. So I guess okay. So I, I guess I kind of get that. Then the idea then is is 899 credits like relatively cheap then because I feel like it's treated as like that's really expensive. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So then, wouldn't it just be worth spending the money to do the trip itself? Well, maybe they, he can't. Maybe they talk about they, one of the things I do talk about is how dangerous space travel has gotten over the years. And plus, like there's, there's a big thing we kind of skipped over at the beginning where they talk about how there's all these riots going on on Mars, and yeah, there's this like true. Re- rebellion leader named Cueto, and he's trying to like take back Mars, and they want to free Mars. So Which Verhoeven like, style, we get like commercials and television trying to show what's going on. And this is also a guarantee that. You're going on a trip, and you're going to have a good time. 
Yeah. Nothing you, goes wrong at Because you could tweak too. it. And like I said, they can throw in but those. True, you can make it your own fantasy, I guess. Yeah. Right. Right. And they can throw it. Like I said, they can throw in those fun things where it's like, what if you had those memories and you were a secret agent and stuff? So, yeah. I mean, I guess that's, that's what it is. Um, so after they dump him into this cab, like he wakes up and he's like, ah, what's going on? He runs into his buddies from work, but it turns out that they're apparently assholes because they all try and kill him. <laughs> so he has to beat the shit out of those guys. Yeah. Uh, he goes home and he's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what's going on. And it turns out that Sharon Stone is not actually his wife and tries to, I don't, not really try and kill him, but like subdue him, I guess. And they at first of- subdue. I think later on, she's definitely trying to kill him at that point. Maybe. I thought so. <laughs> yeah, well, that, no, I think so. Well, that's like what, what they find out is like, she's like, hey, I'm not actually your wife. Those memories are implanted. We've only known each other for a couple weeks. You know, it's all fake. Um, Michael Ironside shows up. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's trying to catch Arnold because uh, Michael Ironside works for uh, Ronnie Cox, who's Cohagen, and he wants Arnold alive. We don't know why, but he's like, don't kill him. I need him alive. I need him back here. Um, so then, like, we kind of go, we get, like, a chase scene, because Arnold's got a tracker in him, unbeknownst to him, so right. they're they're following him all around, mm-hmm. and then one of the things I point out is, like, they're on Earth, and I guess it ends up being, they don't mention it, but it's supposed, they're supposed to be in, is it Texas, or is that what they say? I can't. I don't know, actually. I mean, they filmed it in Mexico City, but I don't think that's where they're actually supposed to be. I don't know if he's actually in Texas, or if he's... Um I read in the um, in my research it said that the Earth scenes are supposed to take place in El Paso, Texas, and there's okay. some kind of reference to it where you can see it's not like screamed out in the movie, but it's somewhere in there you can see. So. Sure, but like for the, the the Earth scenes in this, there's to me like the the the, the sets and everything they're so bland mm-hmm. and they're so boring in this. It's a bunch of like gray buildings and gray stair- staircases, and it's yeah. like like I guess it was on purpose, but it was like I was like this was. I don't know. It looks super drab to me, like and boring. I was like, "Oh, these Earth scenes—they could be anywhere." Well, with, I all, think with all the money they had spent on other stuff, maybe that's the best they could do. Well, no, I, or he's trying to it. represent. I think it's trying to to yeah. not to represent necessarily, but he's trying to um, plant the seeds of why he's why he's so unhappy with being there. I mean, I guess that's true, but then they get to Mars, and Mars looks pretty much the same, except oh, it's totally. red outside. Right. Yeah. Um, in this in this cool chase scene, um, there's that part where they're on the escalator and they're trying to shoot him, and there's that great he like grabs that like innocent <laughs> bystander and like holds him in front, and that guy gets shot like fifty he gets times. Fucked up. That's actually that the original cut of that scene is one of the ones that led to the original X rating this yeah. film. Got. Yeah, I saw that. That was when they said it was more violent, which is crazy because it was still super violent in the movie oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. as it was going on. Um, that's again where we re- reiterate that Cohagen's like, ah, I don't want him dead. And they're like, oh, we got to catch him before he has total recall. Um, throwing the name of the movie out there. Um <laughs> And I did have a note in here, LBJ, you'll appreciate that. I said that future cars still continue to suck. Dude, future cars are so stupid. Because the future cars in this one, again, like every future car we've ever seen look terrible. That They're taxi like, is so fucking bad, too. So he hides out in like a motel. He gets a call from a guy who's basically like, hey, you have a tracker in your skull. Uh, I was contacted by you to leave you this case. Uh, I'm leaving it here. So Arnold gets the case and he opens it up. Well, I, I sorry that Michael Ironside chases him a little bit more and he escapes in one of those Johnny cabs, uh, which is cool, I guess. 
Um, it seems like really old technology for the time frame we're supposed to be dealing with here, right? It just looks... Well, it's a car that drives itself. Yeah. And instead of just having like a screen, it's got an actual like mannequin. Yeah. Yeah, and he's trying it to get it to go, but it's like you got to tell it a destination. And he's like, oh, right. just go! <laughs> <laughs> so he gets Fuck away... Fuck you, you asshole! <laughs> he says that to some old lady. I wrote that down in my notes. <laughs> I can't remember the context, but... <laughs> He gets away from Michael Ironside. He's like at an empty construction site, and he opens it up, and there's a bunch of stuff in there, including like a, a like a watch that's kind of like a hologram. It yeah, projects out. Yeah, which will come into play. And then there's like a recording of a video of himself, and he's super cordial and super happy to be talking to himself. He's like, "Oh, hello, Clay. This is me." And like, he tells him kind of the gist. He worked Mars Intelligence. Uh, he worked for Cohagen. You are not you. You are me. <laughs> Uh, that it, was not an Arnold voice, by the way. <laughs> I don't know what my. No, no, I'm losing it. And, and basically, he t- he tells him about the the tracker in his head, and he's like, "Oh, take out these like." And it's like <laughs> he pulls out these like kind of like long like pliers like things, uh, and he sticks them like all the way up his nose into his head where the tracker is, and pulls it out. And it's like a really big tracker. Like I would say it's like the size of a golf ball, and he pulls it yeah. out through his nostril. It's a real. Kind of gross. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it's gross. It wouldn't fit. It's it's comically big, is what I have in my notes. And, and basically, the video of him is like, "Hey, you got to go back to Mars." I think it's like, "Get your ass to Mars." Yep. Like that's the thing that it, that says to him. And so it, it's another it's another example of this era of movies that I've bitched about in the past. That it's it's clearly very. Like it does not play out well today when he's ripping that thing out of his nose. It's obviously not Arnold <laughs> at all. Oh, that's sure, having that happen, but you know, what, that's just what it, what's just it's what just what it is. Yeah. So, so he they say to get his ass to Mars. So Arnold goes to Mars, and, and I feel like this is where this movie takes a turn. <laughs> When he gets to Mars. And I'm not going to say whether I think it's a turn for the better or for worse, but it definitely takes a turn into mm-hmm. like Weirdsville when it gets to Mars. Oh, yeah. So, like, the first thing is he's trying to pass like custom on Mars, and it's like, well, you don't know it's him at first. It's like this old lady, uh, and like she's trying to pass through customs, and there's like all these questions and blah, blah, blah. And then she starts to freak out. And that's when, like, that's when she asks him how long he's going to be there. And he's like, two weeks. And he's just like, two weeks. And she's like freaking out and keeps saying two weeks like over and over again. And then it's like kind of the one of the cooler things in the movie where it like the head like slides open. And it's like basically a like a costume that Arnold was wearing right. to get through. Where he got it from, who knows. But it, it's kind of a cool visual when the head kind of like it's hard to describe what it well, does. I guess that the scene where he gets that is was cut from the film. Oh, okay. So there's a scene where he gets that particular thing from a different contact. Okay, because, yeah, in the movie, he's just in it, and we don't really know. Right. But it, but it's kind of fun to watch that, and I think that's one of the iconic things I remember from the trailers and stuff is that shot yeah. of the head, like, splitting apart and, splitting like, apart and Arnold being in there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Michael Ironside, Richter, Richter, is that his Richter, name? yeah. Shows up, and, like, <laughs> like, a dumb thing, they start shooting at him, and they blow out one of the windows in this, like... <laughs> airport or whatever it is for spaceships so of course like shit starts happening and people getting sucked out the windows right um <laughs> uh, th- there's a lot of talk about the pyramid mine the the stuff that they they drill out of the mine is turbinium i think is yeah what they call it's it. like uh it's whatever they use as uh i think it's a fuel source even 
Right. It's something. Yeah, and that's what they're mining in Mars. Is like they're getting all this this, this tribinium out of it. Uh, we're introduced to Ronnie Cox in person. He still wants to take Quaid alive. They're like, oh, we got to get him before he goes to Quato because Quato might be able to figure it out because he's a psychic. And I'm like, wait, psychics are in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> and Cohagen is Ronnie Cox's name. Right, Cohagen, so, right. Yeah. Um, and like, I have my notes here for being like a wanted man. Arnold seems to have no problem just like walking around Mars. No. Uh, he meets up with the, uh, no, sorry. He goes to the hotel and that's where they're like, oh, I, I was supposed to tell you that I, that I, someone was left for me for M- Molina left something for me. Am I mm-hmm. saying that right? Yeah. Uh, no, for a good time. Okay. Sorry. I got this all turned around. He left something for himself in the safe. He opens it up. It's a card for this place called The Last Resort. Like, which I guess it's like a sex club there. Uh, and it says, for a good time, ask for Molina. Well, it's a bar. That's right. It's a bar. Okay. The Last Resort. Okay. That's what it's called. Uh, I thought so- it was kind of like a bar, like like strip club type Yeah, because it has those rooms up top where he yeah. goes when he gets there. Okay. Yeah. That's when I introduced my least favorite character into the movie, the cabbie, whose name I can't remember. Oh, Barry. yeah. Who's, who keeps, is it Barry? Uh, I thought it was Barry. Maybe it's not Barry. Uh, it's somewhere in my notes, but it's too far back for me to remember. Benny. <laughs> Benny. Benny. I was close. Okay. Benny. So he goes, he meets with Melina, but she like doesn't believe him because his memories are all messed up. So hey, this she, is when when he goes into the bar, though, is when we see the three-boob lady. That's Can't true. forget the, that. We the just la- the, the, the entire last resort is just crazy shit, alien-looking weird people. Well, it's everywhere. a bunch of, it's not just alien, it's a bunch of um, well, and it's people mutants. Like, yeah, I was going to say, it's a bunch of mutants, which is because of the mining operations, right? They're getting like radiation or something. I don't know. They never really make it clear exactly what causes it. And um, they also don't really say how it works. Yeah, they don't. They're just like there's mutants and there's psychics and they're on Mars, but we're not entirely sure why they're there. Right. Mm -hmm. Just to kind of look weird, I guess, is what it is. But but she doesn't believe him because like she doesn't believe this whole lie about how his memories got erased because they knew each other from before in his other life. I can't remember what his other name was. Hauser. Hauser, yeah. When he was Hauser and when he was Mars Intelligence. So she basically is like, ah, get the heck out of here. I don't believe you. So he leaves. He goes back to the hotel room and that's when he runs into the doctor. Yep. And the doctor's kind of like, hey, this isn't real. You're still at the recall lab. This is all part of the memories we were trying to implant uh, and they've just gone a little haywire but like you've got to recognize this and we can get you out of this but if you keep if you don't believe it then you're going to be stuck in this yeah which I like that scene Uh, because you are starting to now wonder like as a viewer what are you watching? Are you watching what's really going on, or are you watching like this dream that's unfolding? Yeah, because everything's so ridiculous. Yeah, that yeah. you're not you're not you you start to question whether or not what you're seeing is reality. Yeah, the doctor said he called it a, a schizoid embolism. Right, you're trapped in this in this fantasy. I guess is what it's called. Right. So yeah, and he's being asked to take a pill. Right, yeah, right. The, yeah, yeah. So Sharon Stone shows back up and is mm-hmm. still like, "Hey, I'm, I'm your wife," and, and all this stuff, and uh, trying to convince him, but he ends up not buying it. So a bunch of guys bust in the room. There's a fight scene, but they, I think they knock Arnold out or they they incapacitate him somehow. Right. So they're like dragging him. They're going to take him to go see Ronnie Cox. 
Uh, Melina shows up to rescue him. There's a big fight between her and Sharon Stone. Uh, Which I like that fight. I I was actually reading. They didn't want to make it like a cat fight-ish. They actually wanted like some martial arts skills thrown in there. And I thought it was pretty well choreographed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was very good. It was pretty decent. That's where uh, Arnold Arnold ends up shooting Sharon Stone with that classic line, consider that a divorce. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, the stupid cab driver shows back up, keeps talking about his five kids he has to feed. Uh, they, they end up escaping through a secret tunnel that's like in the back of that, um, of the bar, the bar. Uh, but then like (laughs) Michael Ironside shows up in the bar and is like looking for him. It's just straight up like killing people. He kills the lady with three boobs. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's what... (laughs) That's when Thumbelina shows up, which is like, <laughs> oh, man. which is like a little person, and they're like Thumbelina, and they like throw her a shotgun or something, and uh. she starts shooting people. I was like, what is going on at this point when Thumbelina made her call? So Cohagen, Ronnie Cox is not like this, so he's like, hey, shut off all the air in Section G because that's like his big thing is that he controls all the air in Mars. Um, then like it, it gets really weird because they arrive at the resistance headquarters and it turns out that I think the, um, that's where we find out that that cab driver is a mutant because yes. he has like a mutant arm that he has hidden somehow. And he's mm-hmm. just like, Hey, I'm a mutant. And they take him to meet Quato and <laughs> good old Quato. So uh, LBJ, you're, you're a big fan of this. How would you describe who Quato turns out to be? Okay. So Quato is... They never really explain exactly what it is, but it's essentially like if you had a guy, just a regular guy, right, who had a a I guess a baby growing <laughs> out of his stomach okay. and his chest, but the baby wasn't really a baby. It had like a fully formed like adult personality, <laughs> but it was also a psychic. <laughs> You know what? For as ridiculous as Quato is, you did a pretty good job explaining how it is. I've seen it quite a few times. When that thing shows up, I was like, what is happening? It was so terrifying. Because it's it? like, it oh, seems super painful for Quato to like show up at this guy's stomach. It's like, <laughs> why don't you just like keep him out under a shirt all the time? Because it was like super painful and it was weird as shit when it happened. He should have done like a Ninja Turtle style. He could have been like... Uh, Krang? Krang. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how they should have done it. Because if it's not like weird enough that he comes out of this guy's stomach, he then proceeds to read Arnold's mind and unlock the secrets of what he's kind of got back in his head. And it has to do with this, like, machine, this, like, alien machine. This reactor. This is it reactor. the pyramid? Is that what they it's call at it? The right? pir- yeah. It's at the pyramid at mine. The pyramid. Uh, so they don't, I don't think at this point they don't really know what it does, but they're like, Correct. they're like, you got to turn on this machine, you got to get to it, Okay. Uh, the bad guys show up in what I said, speaking of turtles, reminds me of like the drill things that they drove around in the turtles yes. cartoon yeah. <laughs> because they show up and kind of start, they, they kill like all these rebels. They waste all of them and they show up and it's like, man, wait, how did that happen? Well, it turns out Benny, the cab driver, he's a bad guy. He's working for Ronnie Cox and he kills Quato. So see you later, Quato. But it's all right because we know that if they start the reactor, they'll free Mars. We're not entirely sure what that means. Which I like that deception as well. I thought Benny was a good guy. I mean, I guess. Or maybe I didn't. I don't know. Did you guys think that he was going to turn? I I didn't think he was going to be a bad guy. Yeah. 
I mean, obviously. Because he showed that he was a mutant, too, like everyone else. Right. So I mean, you were thinking he was, you know, helping get, out towards the cause. I guess it was kind of a surprise. I just didn't like his character at all. So it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. That's the one thing. His character's kind of annoying. So um, they get caught. Uh, Melina and Arnold or Quaid get caught. And that's mm. when, like, we get the other twists of this movie where uh, Ronnie Cox is like, hey, Hauser, you're actually my buddy. You volunteered to become Quaid because the only way we we're going to be able to route, find out where Quaido is is by having you pretend to be join up with them, and then like this whole scheme about racing your mind because we knew you'd lead us to Quaido. And I don't know. I don't. Can someone maybe explain this plot to me a little bit more? Because well, this is where I got kind of confused. Sure. I well, I mean, I. I kind of I think if I understood it right I liked the way it was played out was as a agent that wanted to find out like what this uprising was up to he needed to infiltrate it and so his idea was to pretend that he had this recall and then I guess have the star I don't know help no. me out LPJ So here's what I, happened <laughs> It's late Okay so Hauser was originally a bad guy. Right. right. Yeah, he, he was, was working, originally working yeah, for Cohagen. He was working for Cohagen. They needed to they needed to to get Quato. Yeah. So the only way they could they could do that was to infiltrate the resistance. Yeah. So Hauser had Cohagen implant a new personality into him so that he became a a like a resistance fighter, like a like an intelligence. And then planted him in there. The problem is, he was there for too long, so that implantation, he kind of fell in love with that life and turned over officially to the resistance. Mm -hmm. And so, in order to keep himself from going back, they, Cohagen, like, couldn't get the information out of him or whatever it was, they flipped them as like a like a sleeper agent or whatever being married to uh Sharon, Sharon Stone. Stone and just to just to kind of keep him around until they could figure out how to get the memories out of him. Okay. I think that's how it goes down. Okay. Cuz like my whole problem with the plan was is that like they're like well we'll implant these fake memories cuz eventually you're going to end up leading us to Quato. But like what if he hadn't gone to the recall place? What if he just like hey this is cool and just hung out with Sharon Stone? Like wouldn't that plan like Falling apart, I, yeah, it would have. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's definitely. Yeah, and, and how do you even guarantee that? You know, the brain's a complicated thing up there. Like you're assuming that everything is going to work according to plan too. Which well, you obviously take, it didn't. You have to take some liberties because we're also dealing with a movie where they're implanting memories. Okay, yeah. I so mean, you have that's to kind fair. of assume that they've figured that part out. Okay. All right. So, I mean, you did a pretty good job explaining that. It makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. So It doesn't make a ton of sense, but well, it makes more in, in, sense. in the context of the movie. So, uh, Ronnie Cox is like, great, we killed Quato. Uh, we're going to put Hauser's memories back into Quaid. We're going to erase Melina's mind, and she's going to think you like her, so we're going to make her be your wife. Uh, we're going to go off and have a party in my place. See you guys later. 
But of course, Arnold being Arnold, he breaks out of the machine before they can erase his memories. Brutally murders all the scientists. Oh, I love how he like oh, yeah. he rips like the arm restraint out, and it's got that big like long arm, that long like bolt sticking out of it. Yeah, and he just jabs it into the guy's head. Yeah, I read that that was one of the scenes that they had to tone down the violence too. Oh, that I can't that, that was why. originally more violent. So he breaks out. He brutally murders those scientists. I mean, who like presumably are just doing their job. I mean, they're you know, anyways. Uh, he gets uh, Molina out, uh, and they're like, "All right, we got to go to the mine. We got to turn this machine on." Uh, plus, we have the subplot of the air being cut off in Section G, and everyone in there is starting to lose air and die. Right. I have a note here. It says that he kicks over a fish tank. Where, what happened there? Yeah, there's like it, remember. It's like a really <laughs> heavy-handed thing where he knocks over. I think. I think Ronnie Cox knocks it over, right? Yeah. Like, he's pissed and knocks it over, and there's that heavy-handed cut from, like, the fish flopping on the carpet to the people running out of air in Section G. Oh, that's right. And it's, like, hitting you over the head with a hammer. Which I wondered, were any animals hurt in the making of this film? (laughs) Probably. Those fish dead? Um, It's murder. The the thing, and I don't remember exactly how to find this out, but basically is that reactor, it's a reactor, and if they turn it on, it makes air, and it'll, like... Yeah, it generates an atmosphere. Because it's like, uh, I think they say like, oh, there's like a bunch of ice frozen under the surface of Mars, and mm-hmm. this machine will melt it, and it'll go, and it'll make an atmosphere, and then you'll be able to breathe air. Which, did we actually know that there was ice on Mars when this came out? Because that is no. true now, right? It's true now, yeah, but no, so, they didn't know. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to get through to the reactor. Benny shows back up in one of those drill things and tries to kill him. Uh, but Arnold kills him with the drill and says, screw you. Yeah. <laughs> These like the Arnold uh, uh, one-liners. Yeah. They He's come, got some great one-liners in this movie. They're good in this one, yeah. And they come quick in this one. Um, <laughs> so, you are not you. You are me. No shit. Didn't I say that one already? I can't remember. So they, they they're being they're being chased by guys. Arnold fakes them out with that handy hologram thing that we were introduced to mm. uh, earlier, where they so they waste all these guys. Which it's like I don't know how they didn't realize when they first started shooting them that like the bullets weren't hitting them. And oh they were, yeah, they were just going through. Um, he has a showdown with Michael Ironside on the elevator, and like like first of all, we're supposed to believe that Michael Ironside could hold his own against Arnold Schwarzenegger, which is like no, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> and then like. So he knocks him off, and he's hanging off the elevator, and the elevator's going up, and it kind of like gets to a point where it gets cut off, and it like cuts off Michael <laughs> Ironside's so great hands, uh, and that's my favorite part where he yells, uh, he yells, "See you at the party, Richter," <laughs> <laughs> because that's what he said. That's what Richter said to him when they were leaving him to uh, erase his brain. So that was my favorite part. Um, they're about to turn on the reactor. Right. Uh, Cohagen shows up to stop him. He gets shot by... He's uh, going to be able to blow this place up and be back home for cornflakes. Yeah, that's, that's what he right. says. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, she shoots Cohagen, but then, like, when they turn on the reactor, something happens and, like, a hole opens in the wall. So they all get sucked out onto well, the... Well, no, doesn't, oh, he, doesn't the bomb explode? Oh, that's right. I think part of the, yeah. the bomb that he's going to use to blow right. up the thing explodes, and it blows a hole in the wall. So, like, he gets sucked out. Um, they turn on the reactor, I think. Yeah, he gets his hand in the reactor just in time to turn it on. But then they all get sucked out onto the servers of Mars, and then right. it's like that, <laughs> that <sighs> scene where they're like... <laughs> They're, they're on the surface and like their like eyes are bulging out of their head and it's like I don't know how it works if you don't have air to breathe but they 
make it, they prolong it so much with these cartoonish contortions of their face and the eyes literally bulging out of their head. And it seems to go on for like, I don't know, two, three minutes. Way too long. But like all this time, the reactor's working. It melts all the ice. It sends it up into the air. Oh no, we made an atmosphere. Mars is no longer red. It's blue. <laughs> Everyone can breathe air. Section G is fine because they have air now. Um, and like, I think her and Arnold kiss and like, that's kind of the end of the movie. Yeah. That's it. That's really it. Cohagen defeated. Mars is free and has air. You know, Ronnie Cox really likes to die in bizarre ass ways in, in these Verhoeven movies. Yeah. You know, he gets killed by the, what the hell is that machine? Ed 209. 209 and then yeah. falls down the building. And here, yeah, his pretty much, his face blows up yeah. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And, and you're right. Like, I, like, I'm not an expert of science, but I'm like, you, there's no way Arnold is surviving that, right? There's no atmosphere. There's no air. There's nothing going on. And he's like holding on for like what seems like minutes. Yeah. I think it would be more of an instantaneous thing. Yeah. And I think he would just be like, I don't think it'd be like, and your eyes are like bulging out of your head for like three minutes. Yeah. I, it's a vacuum. I think you're just gone. I get it. It's like, okay, for the tension of the movie, but I mean, ah, I don't know. It's cool effect. It is a cool. It effect. looked kind of cool, that. but like a little aged, but still cool looking. Sure. Uh, so <sighs> I have. Uh, do you have anything quick, or do you want to just get into role reversal? You do role reversal, and if I, I'll, I'll if I have anything, I'll, okay. uh, I'll follow. I up. I got a couple. Uh, so for Richter, so that was uh, Ironside. Ironside. Robert Davi. Robert Downey Jr.? No, Robert Davi. Oh, Robert Davi. Da- I'm like, Robert Downey Jr. is too young. License to Kill? Oh, well, maybe. Um, yeah, I did. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Kurtwood Smith. Another uh, another, another uh, Paul Verhoeven yeah, he's fan. Sure. He's Bodiger, right? Yep. He's the guy in that Robocop. gets all like mutated mm-hmm. and like run over by the truck in Robocop, right? No, he doesn't get mutated and run over the truck. Oh. I heard that he felt like his role was too similar to Robocop yeah. and he turned it down. Yeah. Oh, all right. Which I would... I mean, I think he would do fine, so... Uh, so for Quaid, Jeff Bridges. Mm, maybe back then. Matthew Broderick. No thanks. God no. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus. No. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> I'm Richard Dreyfus. Uh, Mark Harmon. <sighs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Tom Selleck. <laughs> Magnum PI. Uh huh. I don't know. Maybe I could see it working. I could see that work too. Maybe. Christopher Reeve. Man, he, a pre-accident. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus. Um, maybe, Lord. maybe back then when he was a leading I man, I think he could do it then. Sure. And, and the other two I have for Molina, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, for sure. Nineteen ninety, Nicole Kidman though. Yeah. She would have been young. Yeah. And, and then Alexandra Paul from Baywatch. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, why not? Yep. Um, so I did have a couple things I want to mention. I like this one because it just made me laugh. Is that at the? I don't know if you saw this, but at the premiere of the movie, Arnold said the film was a cross between Star Wars, <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Batman. I did see that. Which is like, what? <laughs> He's not wrong though. Who the fuck's Batman? He is. Is that How? a secret identity? Oh God. I and it, and it's, it's in space, yeah. And they're looking for a machine, so I guess he's not a hundred percent wrong. But and did you see the thing where the 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 planned sequel for this became Minority Report? Yes, I did, and I like Minority Report. Yeah. I think it's a great movie. Which is like crazy that it was going to be like Total Recall Two, The Minority Report, yes. where he was going to be like on Mars working with psychics. 
And like yeah. kind of the same plot is like they were gonna like predict him of doing a crime and he had to go on the run. And then that got shelved and it eventually became the Tom Cruise yeah. minority report. Because yeah. they're both based on Philip K. Dick stories. Yep. Which, Which I, that's uh isn't Minority Report, wasn't that a TV show too? Yeah, yeah. it was a TV show for a while too. Yep. Um, did you guys see, uh, this is, um, it's not really pop quiz worthy, but did you see how many times the F word is used in this movie? No. I did not. Any guesses? I'll say... 50? Uh, no, it's less than that. I'd say 25. 23, so you're close. And I, I oh, do have a pop quiz. Oh, you shoot. can finish your thing. Oh, the only other thing I want to mention is that, uh, hopefully this isn't your pop quiz, that I saw that the actress who played Thumbelina was an Ewok in Return of the Jedi. Yes, oh. I did see that too. <laughs> That's not my pop quiz, though. Pop quiz, hot shot. Uh, the screenplay, which was done by Ronald Shusett and Dan O'Bannon, yep. they had the idea way back in the 70s, but then they figured out, well, we don't really have the technology to make this movie, so they put this on the back burner and worked on a different movie, which was... Oh, it was Aliens. Aliens. It was Aliens. Yeah, yeah, I did. That was wild. I did see that. Yep. Yeah, which is cool. <laughs> so he kept the space theme, but different idea. I also saw that apparently it took 15 puppeteers to uh, puppet Quato. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we're rating this guy, huh? I think so we're any, probably, yeah, I don't have any, any other else. conversations. No, I think we covered most of the stuff that I wanted to cover. I mean, we talked about Paul Verhoeven and all his kind of stuff. And I'm curious to hear what you guys think of this. So. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and rate it. Oh, all right. Oh, so I don't know what we want to do. Do you want me to go first? I, mean, I think you should go first because we all know where you're trending, right. so it's not going to be too much of a surprise. Yeah. So I love this movie. I've seen it a, a bunch of times. I have a couple copies of it. Um, I just sort of put it on and watch it sometimes. Um, I'm going to go with a wow. What do I want to go? I don't want to go with at least a four on this. Um, I'll go four and a half, just because it's ridiculous and I love it. Four and a half. Sphinx, you want to go? Sure. Okay. I had a mindset going into this movie based on Verhoeven that was not gonna. This was not gonna be my jam, you know. Based on RoboCop and the issues I have with that movie and all that other stuff, I just did not feel great going into this movie. However. I really enjoyed this movie. Yes! I did. I Even though there's some batshit crazy stuff, it fits, it fits the atmosphere. It fits what's going on in the film, I guess. Whereas I felt like RoboCop things were thrown in there for that don't have clear connection to what they're trying to do in the film. I feel like this does a little bit better job of that. You know, even though there's some crazy ass people in it, we're told that they're mutants and and they're supposed to look and act and, and kind of be that way. Um, at the same time, the satire was always the issue I had with RoboCop. I thought it was so over the top. And there's not really a whole lot of satire in this movie. And I think that that actually kept me engaged in the movie. I liked kind of the twists and turns that the movie makes. Um, you know, the idea that Arnold doesn't really realize through so much of the movie that he's being used, that he's like a pawn to kind of lead to this situation. I, I just like, I, I kind of like this. I like the story. Uh, it moves along good. There's great action scenes. Sure, there's some over the topness with the blood and guts and eyes bulging out and all that. But this time around, I was actually able to 
not have that impact me so much that I, I enjoyed it. I, I'll give it four machine guns. I liked this film. I would watch it again without nice. a doubt. Wow, this is crazy because I am not <laughs> – I am very far apart from you guys on this one. I – you know, I really, you know, I hadn't seen it before. I knew a lot about it, went into it. You know, I was going to these things with an open mind, but I, I really, as far as Arnold movies goes, I did not really enjoy this movie. It didn't, it didn't work for me. Like I kind of, at the beginning I was into it, but once it got to Mars and it got weird, I just, it, it was too much for me. Like it didn't work enough for me. And I was kind of like, it seemed some of it was weird just for the sake of being weird. And I'm okay with stuff being weird, but I just thought some of it didn't need to be there. Like there were mutants that weren't explained, but there were also psychics. And the, the ultimate twist with Arnold, I, I, it makes sense in the movie. It didn't, I didn't like it as much. I thought it was a little bit much and I don't know. It just like the action sequence are fine. But like I said, a lot of the set design and everything for being such an expensive movie, I thought was kind of bland. Like Mars didn't look that great. Arnold's good in it, but I, there's much better Arnold movies as far as I'm concerned. And, and for a while I was really debating. I'm like, Oh, I don't know. It's like, this is a classic. Can I give it a bad rating? But I'm like, it is a Paul Verhoeven movie. And like, he did do uh, like showgirls and stuff like that. So it's not like this is an American classic. So I'm uh, really far apart from you guys. I'm giving this 2.5. Wow. Machine guns. All right. No, I, I get it. I mean, I, I really can't give, total explanation for why I'm, I'm okay with a four um it just it well. wasn't it wasn't what i expected like i kind of okay. went into it had an idea it was like okay i kind of know the basic plot and i know where it is but then when it got to mars and it was just so weird and like when quato showed up i was like seriously what the fuck is happening mm. i was like i think i took a screenshot of it i was watching <laughs> it on my kindle and i'm like what is going on and it's like i think that's it it's like that's kind of the point in the movie it's like either they get to mars and you're still all in or you're not, and you're kind of, and that's where I was. And like I said, I don't think it's a horrible movie, but it's as far as the Arnold catalog is, it's not. It wouldn't be one that I'd be like, oh, I gotta watch that one again. All right, I'm surprised by that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I am shocked by both of you. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I think we're uncovered some interesting stuff, but yeah. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised by yours. I'm a little surprised by Sphinx, but it's <laughs> why we do this to figure it out. Wow. So, oh, show. All right, well. There you have it. Total yeah. Recall. Total Recall. Rated. What else we got? We've got a whole bunch of stuff on GameZilla Media. I mean, I mean, we're Mondays, yeah. which are great. So I hope everyone is having a great Monday today, or yeah. if you're listening to us a different day, whatever Whenever day you're it listening, is. But sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're but- listening to it in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But if you're trying to find something to do tonight, Monday night, you could go on to Twitch and watch our boys Grim and Deadite uh, do some GameZilla podcast, give you some current updates in the gaming world right now. Yep. Is, it, is, and that, is that live, Sphinx? It is live. And what if, I, what if I wasn't going to watch it live, though? That's all right, because they record it, and then you can listen to it the next day. So unfortunately, it's it's just hard with me, with the family life, to, to watch them on Monday nights, but I definitely give them a listen on Tuesday. And Wednesdays, you can listen to you guys on Noobs and Dragons. You can listen to you on your Dungeons and Dragons quest with uh with Craig and Matrick. Yeah, yep. and like oh, yeah. you can check in if you if they don't get enough of you guys on on Monday, don't worry. Wednesday's got you too. Absolutely. Yeah, and and the campaign is 
very wild right now. Oh yeah, we <laughs> we really can't figure anything out right now, can we? No, we struggle. <laughs> yeah, we got a few clues sorted, but we never know how to use them, right? No, <laughs> at least you don't. Anytime you'd like to take over, how it's anyway. And then Thursday, we've got Legend of Retro. Yep, looking at some. Old school games, which, man, there was just a recent one that I really, really liked. Oh, it was uh, Street Fighter Alpha 3. That was a game I put a lot on the <laughs> PlayStation. A lot. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Interesting fact about Legend of Retro. According to Apple Podcasts, they are the, uh, the I think, 96th uh, highest listened to video game podcast in uh, Thailand. Wow. That is a very interesting and specific fact. Yes. <laughs> Thailand, I'm pretty sure it's how it worked. Thailand loves Legend of Retro. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. weird. Sharing the love. I think it was, I think it was Thailand. Chops was telling me. It's, uh, oh. it's somewhere over there. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Somewhere over there. Okay. Yeah. And, and Sundays. Sundays we have Noiseland Arcade, yeah, our, our Simpsons, Simpsons podcast, yeah. which they're rolling through season three. About Noiseland Arcade. Oh, God. According to Apple Podcasts. I should turn this off. They <laughs> are on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, and LPJ's gone for us the time because uh, I have control of the mic. And and don't forget also if you if you listen, if you're interested in the content, you you want to get a little more, a little extra, you can always check out our Patreon. Uh, we have an episode, the uh, post-credit scene every yep. month that we do, where we kind of dig into sometimes more broader topics. You know, we've done summer blockbusters. We've also done explored the Batman franchise, super uh, superhero movies in general. There's the great Action Court episode where I try and change uh, LPJ's mind on the Thomas Jane Punisher. So we've talked John Carpenter in the past, the yeah. Rocks movies in the past. We've been all over the place yeah. with those. So, so if if you like these episodes and you want maybe a more broader look into some topics like the 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 uh, post credit scenes where to go because that's where we kind of we don't just focus on a movie we look into a genre or something like that it's it's, it's a lot of fun yep. yeah and we've got streamers and we've got me doing music blogs if you're into that kind of thing mm-hmm. and there is something to do all day yep. any day a hundred percent so of course on Patreon please help us support us and you get those extra perks and it helps keep everything else going it does indeed yeah. So, but we can't continue this episode, unfortunately. <laughs> nope, it's um, very late. We it don't want it to go is. on for two weeks. <laughs> oh, I hate you. So, we're going to go ahead and say that this last action podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back 